Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Grey Wolf Wrestling. My name is Nims Azor, and it's great to have you company for this week's special edition. Now, normally we do these interviews over the phone, but this time it's a Zoom call face-to-face with a guy who I think is one of the most underrated performers in the WWE. You might know him as Rockstar Spud from his days in TNA, but he goes by the name of Drake Maverick in the WWE, and he's lighting up Wednesday nights on NXT. So without further ado... Here's my chat with the former WWE 24-7 champion and general manager of 205 Live, Drake Maverick. I first became a fan of your work uh, when you worked for another company and it really made an impact on me on just how every single storyline and match that you're involved in, there was such a connection with you and the audience. I mean, and that's something that's carried straight through to your time in WWE, be it 205 Live, Raw, SmackDown, and now in NXT, there is just an emotional connection between fans and Drake Maverick that no other superstar or a very small percentage of superstars actually can do. How did you, is this something you have to work on or is it just something that's a byproduct of your style? How did, how did you go about that? I, I, I can't tell you. I got told a long time ago by my coach, Barry Sherrill Ambus, and he found me in a social club in Lower Gornal in the West Midlands in England. And he he just said to me, like, when you sell, I feel it. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I didn't know what he meant, anything like that. But then under his tutelage, I, I, he made me watch things. And he goes, okay, why did, you, why did you care about Shawn Michaels in this match? And he goes, oh, well, he was just fighting, he was fighting, he goes, right. And a lot of people look at it and go, oh, it's because he did a moonsault, he did a super kick, he did an elbow and everything like that. Me, I looked at I looked at every wrestling match like it was a movie. Um, I really, I mean, look at the movies behind me, like I've got the Karate Kid on the wall, for God's sake. It's, um, I, I just felt there was more to a wrestler than what he was physically doing. I like, I cared about them and I cared about their journey. And that's what a wrestling, a wrestling match is, man. It's just, it, 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 it's a little movie and it just tells you what, the, it's it's the story told by the commentary. It's just beautiful and it's just, uh, that's where it came from. And, and for you to say that is, is extremely flattering because I'm, I don't think everybody's everybody's cup of tea. I don't think, I'm everybody's cup of tea because, you know, some days I wake up and just wish I was seven foot tall and had the uh, abilities that I have at five foot four and I just wonder what could happen. But I'm happy being what I am. I'm happy being who, excuse me, who I am, at the skill set I am, at the height I am. I'm like, I'm very proud that like as a a painfully undersized person (laughs) that I'm... uh, I'm, I'm just I'd like that I can have that connection because it's very difficult but everyone understands the struggles of somebody children can relate to somebody who's shorter and you know guys can who are undersized can can understand the Rocky story against Ivan Drago you know it's just like you you're constantly climbing an obstacle and that's what any great baby faces, any great wrestler is, you've got an obstacle to overcome it. And in the confines of this ring, here we go. And it's just, uh, you know, and, and whether it be doing uh, the 24 seven stuff, whether it be doing, you know, stuff in the ring and that, it's just, I just want people to have a good time and be entertained. And uh, that was, that was really all I've ever focused on. 
in the world, like you're in the sports entertainment business and you've definitely got the entertainment part down pat. I mean, like you said, that storyline with Art Truth and the 24-7 title, that's one of those stories where you find your non-wrestling friends who say, you've got to watch this clip. Just trust me, you've got to watch this clip. <laughs> and then it's one of those things that you share around. It's on people's Facebook page and stuff like that. But at the same time, in NXT, we get to focus on the physical side, but maybe not a lot of people know that you have more than capable of doing which side of the coin do you prefer being on the that entertainment side i know you like to do a mix of both but do you have a guilty pleasure that sometimes you just want like a 25 minute barn burner takeover special on nxt the the 25 minute bob believe it believe it or not i'm the biggest fan of tech like what you what fans would call technical wrestling to me it's just wrestling but it's <laughs> everything's just wrestling but the, the 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 dramatic underdog he never back that, that's i because that's powerful storytelling uh that you can you can you can put out there uh i can make people laugh all day and i can make people very angry with me all day and i can be the butt of the joke or i can be the annoying little guy in the bar that everybody just wants to get back get to and just rip his hair out but I do really thrive off the storytelling and being able to be given a microphone and express passion and let people feel everything I'm feeling you like you can see my heart through my eyes when I'm talking and that's the stuff I love and, and it's just, it just drawing people in with that like I know this guy's a little guy but I believe in him and I want him to win and if I can do that I'm doing you know that that's when i know i've done something really really good and i'm and, I'm, and it's like I'm, that's a successful segment for me you know i got the reaction i wanted um do, do i get my rocks off a little doing the entertainment stuff absolutely because i'm a i'm a prankster at heart and uh, <laughs> just i i just again going back to just wanting to entertain people i don't i don't care what uh feeling you got going on in that day if i can make you forget a, a few problems you got going on in the day by making myself look silly man give, give me the clown suit every day like as well you know so one thing that in doing my research and in as a fan of yours i, I know that you, you wrestle at crown jewel uh in in saudi you've wrestled in mexico uh, you've wrestled in the uk obviously and in the usa Australia seems to be missing off that resume and I know that right now we're in a situation where we can't really uh, do what we would like to do in terms of travel and have shows but I know that there's a lot of fans that would love to see you live in the flesh in Australia. Is wrestling in front of the Aussies of the WWE Universe something that you'd like to do? Big time and I have a few friends over there that um, that, that moved from England that are lifelong friends like uh, one of my best, you know, one of my best men at my wedding, and it's just, if ju just to, just to be in the the other side of the world, and and like in, in Australia would like it, it. It's just another country that I haven't been to, but there's so much like there's Ayers Rock, Koala Bears, all that, <laughs> you know, like uh, Sydney Opera House, like like. Um, so you, you're talking to growing up, one of the biggest fans of Neighbours and Home and Away. You will ever, ever see. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I remember it all. <laughs> Not, nothing, nothing, nothing beats uh, Harold Bishop. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> just brings it all back. Oh, that. I that just is... used to sat, sit. I, I, 
seriously, you send me out to the neighbours theme and I'm literally, I'm, <laughs> just send me out to it. I'm king of the world. King oh. of the world. Oh, that's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. Knowing my luck, I'll jump in the barrier reef snorkeling and I'll get eaten by a shark. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, hope that, let's really hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I've got two more questions. Doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, please, sorry. Two quick questions I want to uh, get through. NXT UK is something else that has really been one of the gems of the WWE Network. And I know that you've probably got a list of people you want to tick off on NXT UK, but you've got business to do here in NXT in the US. Is it a brand that you'd like to be a part of in more than just a guest appearance if you had the opportunity? Absolutely. And that was from the moment it was ever ever created like the, the one thing that um, makes me so you know wanting to get in there so much is that I like everybody that knows my uh, career on the independent scene knows what a big part I had in the UK independent scene like um, I'm sure Drew, Drew was mentioned in um, previous interviews that we were kind of like I mean we're in our mid 30s now don't tell anybody but we're uh, we were kind of like the the OG, the OG godfathers of the UK independent scene. But what Tyler Bate, what Trent Seven, what Pete Dunne, what Mark Andrews, what Flash Morgan Webster, what all those guys have done and created this wonderful brand and this brand that is specific to the United Kingdom. What those guys did with the platform, because uh, we had the independent scene and then what it, it was everybody's dream came true but we'd all gone on different paths in our time. But what those guys did with that platform was mesmerizing to me and they should all be so proud. And you actually feel like, you know, if if I went to NXT UK, I'd actually feel like, you know, I'm coming, you know, I'm coming into your house, man. Like you created this and this is, this is yours. And I will do everything that I can in my part to contribute to that. Uh, but please don't take anything away or, or ever remove credit from what those got, that roster did uh, from the management team to to, to the to the lighting guys every everyone on that UK team has built something so so special and you know do I want to do I want to be a part of it have I always wanted to be a part of it absolutely as a Brit a patriotic Brit absolutely that's been one of the bright spots in these times we're in right now. The amount of my friends that have said, oh, I finally got time to watch NXT and I loved it and I just want more. I said, well, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. Uh, one last question before I let you go, Drake. Um, a friend of mine, when he found out that I'd be having a chance to chat to you, begged me, to, he said, you've got to ask this question, you've got to ask him this question. Is there any chance at all that we could see those awesome suits and bow ties you used to rock? Uh, <laughs> is there is there a cupboard somewhere where they're all kept? Uh, is there a, is there a one-off that we could maybe see you pull it out uh, for? Because let's face it, you have teamed up with Bree Zunga. Those guys know about fashion. You know a little bit about fashion that, before they did. Um, I remember the first time I ever was on Monday Night Raw, I was going to be sitting next to Michael Cole, and uh, I'd be as the general manager of Two Hundred Five talking about the cruiserweights. And the suit I turned up in, I think, turned Vince McMahon's stomach, and he went, uh, maybe not today. But, but, but don't, don't get rid of it, though. So, you know, uh, you know, like when someone says there's one chance in a million, 
boss, you're telling me there's a chance. Yes. So that, <laughs> maybe one, maybe one day. But um, I, I you, you always see me rock up a, a pretty suit to the Hall of Fame. So it's um, yeah. Maybe one day, but uh, I'm a flashy dresser, and we'll just say a flashy dresser. But I've kept every one of those suits, and I have nearly 120 of them, flashy ones. Any normal ones, they don't count. Oh, well, that's fantastic. That's the best news I've heard all day. But uh, Drake, I want to thank, thank you so much for taking some time out uh, to chat to us. The Australians, the entire Australian WWE universe is really looking forward to see you down here one day. But uh, until then, we'll just have to cope with having you on our screens every Thursday on NXT UK. Not, I'm sorry, on NXT on Fox 8. We really appreciate it. And I also just noticed your shirt. Very, very cool. Uh, hopefully mine's still hopefully uh, mine's still in the mail there. I very much enjoyed the work of one of your good You're mates. You're gonna get it. Yeah, get on it. It's just a friend of mine, you know, whatever he's doing. He's lost his mind. Lost he's, his mind. I, I, you know, I hear that uh, he's the third version of something, but he's absolutely fantastic. He's, he's the third version of something, definitely. But uh, yeah, uh, big shout out to everybody. Big shout out to everybody in Australia. Closer each day, home and away. There we go. Thanks so much, Drake. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Nims. Appreciate you. He is such a good dude, and it was so cool of him to give me so much of his time. But uh, that is it for this week's edition of Grey Wolf Wrestling. There is a head... There is a heap of wrestling content on the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Check out our archives, including our new retrospective series, Reliving the War, where we look at the golden age of the WWF versus WCW battles on Monday night. And also, if you're a footy fan, Grey Wolf Footy has you covered in this marathon of AFL games we've got during lockdown. So keep an eye out on our socials, Grey Wolf ENT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date. Thanks again for your company once more, and I'll see you next time on Grey Wolf Wrestling. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.